When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Hello and welcome to... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's good. It's what? good. How long? What? How long have you been thinking about that? <laughs> No, I, well, you, he's had you, to be quite fleet. Your last foot, minute. Yeah. Your last minute. I'm, I thought yeah. I was doing this. Sure, sure, okay. All right, Dad, you did. I know you were, went quiet on the way up here from the pub. Were you thinking <laughs> of that moment where you're like, I got him? Hello, Hello. and welcome <laughs> to Clash of the Titles. Hello, and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pins two movies with lots in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week in the red corner, it's a movie that posed no worrying questions when it was released in 1988 and set Tom Hanks on his road to superstardom. But in the harsh light of 2023, what do we really make of Big? While in the blue corner, from 2004, it had no excuses, and yet it's a film that seemingly saw what Big did and decided to double down on the weirdness as Jennifer Garner gets her own wish fulfillment as she is 13, going on 30. For Josh Baskin, life was a little unfair. Until he made a little wish. I wish I were big. Sweetheart, it's 7.30, are you up? Josh! I turned into a grown-up, Mom. I made this wish on a machine, and it turned me into a grown-up. Smile, sweetie. Don't you knock? Are you wearing a bra? You're not ready Dad, for stop a bra. taping! So on her 13th birthday... Dad, check this out. Wishing dust. She only made one wish. I hate being 13. I just want to be grown up. And she woke up 17 years later. Hey, sweet Bob. Hey, sweet Bob. You make it? Not yet. So, it's a wish fulfillment whammy this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Hello, Clash Putters. I'm a child. I'm also Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly, and my intro was better. <laughs> was it really? No. Was it? Yeah. It was it? No. Let's you, go. All right. Fine. Sure. Okay. Welcome to part one of Big Versus 13 Going on 30. If you are new to the show, this is how it works. We'll be doing Big Today and 13 Going on 30 on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. So, the clue from last week's show was... Can you just start acting like a grown-up? 
That's good. good, isn't it? It's good. good. Yeah. It was good. Very good. Maybe yeah. the first ever good fucking <laughs> clue. <laughs> well, having had a week off, I'm on uh, thin ice, so I think all Vicky's clues are great. And Thank that's you. maybe that's top of the pile, but I mean, it's a shallow pile because they're all good. They're all good, aren't mm. they? How to choose. Mm. Uh, Chris followed that up on Twitter with uh, a Clash Q. I asked our followers to uh, tell us what advice they would give to their teenage selves, yeah. uh, which we will talk about at the end of this episode. Exciting times. All right, so your guests has tried to make their own dreams come true on our Twitter account, where we are at ClashPod. We're also on Instagram and TikTok, at ClashPod. And if you're in the business for a little extra clash of the visual variety, completely free of charge, please subscribe to our Clash of the Titles YouTube channel. So, guess-wise, congrats to who got it right, first of all, Frank B. Well done. But our winner this week, whose dream came true with the first correct guess, Gary Dunn, one of the 237 Garys who listens to the show. Well done, Gary. Your prize is a dinner at an amazing Italian restaurant in New York where the (laughs) owner catches raw dough in his mouth, (laughs) pretends to choke, and people laugh. Have fun. I can't say, but that's my accent. So it's raw mm. dough. Who eats raw dough? Who, raw dough. Who goes? Where do you want to go for dinner? <laughs> the the raw dough eating old man oh, place. It made me feel sick. It's just mad. Is it? I'm, uh, I'd be there. Is it, it sounds like a laugh. It looks it? like fun. Yeah. You get to chuck it in his mouth. Mm. Yeah. And then he goes. Oh, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> Which is genuinely a risk. Like, yeah. If you throw it hard enough. Yeah. Does he swallow? Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then. Connection section. What do you oh got? Oh, my God, tons. Mm. Right, I'm just going to rattle through them. So they're both 13, then 30. Sure. Mirrors. Mirrors. Put your face in the mirror. Yep. Uh, set in New York. Discarding food at large corporate hospitality events. Mm. Keyboards. Different kinds of keyboards. 80s yep. music videos. Limos. Doing a presentation at work. Mm. Being a child makes you a better grown-up. Sure. That's pretty comprehensive. Returning home while emotional music plays. <laughs> yeah. um, be- becoming good at New York. Yeah, both of them by the by the end. Like, oh yeah, they, with the taxi, whistling the, for a yeah. cab and not minding knife fights on the street. <laughs> Did you mention the presentations? <clears throat> yeah. Um, what about dance sequences? Mm. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, there's so many more thunderstorms scaring kids. Yeah. Uh, the little kid at the start is scared in the thunderstorm as um, Josh changes. There's a thunderstorm and then obviously she climbs into bed with her mum when there's a thunderstorm oh, and she goes yeah. home. Uh, woman, women dressing more comfortably slash in pastels <laughs> as they fall in love, <laughs> learn life lessons. Which is true to life. Mm. Uh, adult jokes in kids' movies uh, when they arrive in New York and the, the first guy they see is like, kill the bitch, kill the kill with a knife. Weird. <laughs> That's and, not a joke. <laughs> he's going to kill that woman. <laughs> And uh, and then uh, just weird for a kids movie to uh, how often is ketamine never never mind a K hole mentioned just as a throwaway oh yeah odd uh, final one and I don't know if it's right it's a maybe one uh, Star Wars I definitely it definitely gets a mention in Big and is Judy Greer's name Tom 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 yeah. Tom so not Tom Tom right okay because I was like because she grew up in the eighties she was a Tom Tom from Empire Strikes Back, but okay. it's Tom Tom. Yeah. I don't know how that relates to her nose. I, I honestly don't know. Okay. I've never seen this one a couple of times. Right. Let's just get into this then. <laughs> on Thursday, V will be attempting to garner support for 13 going on 30, which means today Chris is saying thanks for the memories as he talks big. Chris takes on a journey. 
Big is the story of Josh Baskin, a 12-year-old boy who asks a carnival machine to make him big. But rather than growing eight feet tall, he becomes older. So the film should be called Old. (laughs) The first thing this man-child wants to do is get a job in data processing. (laughs) So another wish fulfilled, I guess. (laughs) Then he becomes VP at a toy company and starts shagging a grown woman called Susan. But Josh misses home, so becomes small or young or whatever. (laughs) And goes back to his folks, but not before telling Susan she's been shagging a kid. She's cool with this information, though. Then Susan gets arrested for adult Josh's disappearance and his baby is born in prison. (laughs) What do you reckon? That's got to be what happens next. Susan or Paul are going down for Josh's disappearance. And she's definitely preggers. Anyway, when did you first see Big Vicky? Oh, listen. Hey, we haven't had one of these for a while. It's a granddad VHS. Hooray! So I've seen it dozens of times, but not for a really long time. And I'd forgotten how absolutely batshit it is apart from all the sex with a child which obviously we're going to talk about Josh is kidnapped and the police couldn't care less <laughs> so like his poor mum is like my child has been kidnapped they're like cool sort it out yourself that's I mean fine the bloke who seemingly committed the crime returns to the scene of the crime at the end of the movie wearing a trench coat <laughs> to, and watches children and no one seems to bat an eye him where are the cops that's literally him that's the man He's staring at us. <laughs> In a trench coat as well. Oh, yeah. Alex. Uh, so I watched it once as a kid, probably about 11 or 12, and I didn't like it. I didn't hate it, mm. but I didn't find it as magical as seemingly a lot of kids at that period did. So imagine my surprise as a 40-something-year-old uh, man. It, the magic was there this time in a way that it wasn't as a kid. And I was like, this is a great movie. <laughs> this is fun. And I think it's nostalgia for something sure. that I was never really into the first time around. Well, why would you feel nostalgia for being a child when you're a child? Sure. Makes exactly. no sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the same as you. I watched this. I didn't see it at the cinema. I saw it on video. And I, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't. I found I found it. There was something wrong with this film. I thought as a child, I didn't it? Should, I'm the same age, roughly as Josh, when I'm watching this. Slightly younger. This should be wish fulfillment, mm-hmm. and some of it is. But some of the stuff with the woman, I just found very confusing. I think I just I still find it. My trouble now is watching it as a grown up. Is all the stuff that is so clearly wrong. I just can't feel the wrongness because my other child self is like that's perfectly acceptable. That I, she he said basically says to her, yes, you've had sex with a child, but the emotional beat is that their love story is ending that's the that's the beat she's like don't leave me but I, I think i'm about 11 12 years old when i watched this i think part of the problem was i'm watching um grown up josh and he's not acting like i am he's acting like someone much younger than me he seems to act like an eight-year-old for a lot yeah, of the film there's so, a lot of toys like, yeah i think that maybe was a disconnect for me watching it. i was like well that's yeah. not me that's mm. not what we do <laughs> yeah we're cool mm. we're 12 yeah so i was really little when i watched it and it so he made sense to me Mm. But it's still weird that he has... Anyway, we'll get there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this film was written by Gary Ross and Anne Spielberg. Anne's brother Stephen got to direct, uh, was going to direct it with Harrison Ford. Cool. Really? <laughs> no, I don't no. Think he wouldn't have... No shade. I don't think he's right for this. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, I'm because I'm, I'm, we're going to go through some of the names. Why, why, why would you think Harrison Ford? I think he's too sexual. I think it's because oh, we, dis- that's a good we point, discussed yeah. on the Fugitive episode... Harrison Ford is best when he's stoic. The more he has to do, the less you like Harrison Ford. What did you, you said Ford. about him at the time? He's good at looking stressed and running? Yes. Perfect. And that's true. 
He would look stressed for some of this film, but <laughs> I don't. Can you see Harrison Ford on a trampoline? <clears throat> no, no, uh, never. Not childlike there, and, wonder. And surely he walks through the office, and all the women are sort of almost fainting rather <laughs> yeah. than ignoring. Yeah, and. I mean, he did regarding Henry, which was his sort of, I guess, version of that, where he has to learn to to be a human again, basically yep. after after awful brain injury. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. No, no. one wanted to watch it, <laughs> um, so that would not have worked. Um, producer James L. Brooks got hold of uh, the script and forced it upon Penny Marshall. By all accounts, <laughs> uh, he made her make it, uh, and then spent the movie breathing down her neck with notes and criticisms and changes. I don't think that was a nice relationship they had, uh, but it does sound like Penny. Uh, wasn't always good at making up her mind on set. Uh, there's one quote where she couldn't decide on what Elizabeth Perkins' hair colour should be, blonde or redhead. So her first night of shooting Elizabeth Perkins, she shot all the scenes twice. Oh, what? For her hair? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. And she had to switch out as quickly as possible the hair. Okay. You've got to make some decisions. That's your job. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were up for this role. I'm going to just call out the names. Tell me if you think they would have worked or not. Okay. Kevin Costner. Nearly. No, definitely not. Okay. Again. Too sexual, not funny. It's the same thing as Harrison Ford. He walks through the office like everyone mm. is on him immediately. He's Kevin <laughs> on, him. on him. <laughs> on his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'll run. Like raptors. No, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the grassland scene in The Lost World. You're <laughs> just in an office, just see all this paper shooting up in the air. There's women race towards Kevin Costner. <laughs> Files going everywhere, cupboards are knocked over. Oh, they're like raptors. <laughs> Steve Guttenberg. Yes. 100%. Yeah, it would have been all right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wouldn't have been as good. Uh, Warren Beatty. No, what the, <laughs> absolutely not. No, no, absolutely not as what well. What about Warren Beatty now? <laughs> From that Dick Tracy yeah. video. Ask him if he wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. he, he will believe he can. <laughs> I'd watch him on a trampoline at this age. Um, Dennis Quaid. Uh, no. Uh, he's a maybe for me, because he's like a less, a slightly less sexual Costner and Ford. Yeah. So there's potential. Uh, I'm going to run through something. Sean Penn. <laughs> no. No. He came close, uh, but Penny Marshall felt he was too young uh, to make this work. Right. Um, Gary Busey. No. <laughs> 100 I would I would pay so much money to go back in time and see the Gary Boosie version of this can you imagine how nuts it would be how terrifying he'd really lean into the the, the man child thing yeah. in a way that you'd be like that's no one I recognize <laughs> um, Andy Garcia um, no he's very handsome isn't he so no uh, apparently a studio executive said he didn't want to spend all that money for a kid to grow up to be a Puerto Rican. Fuck off. Jesus uh, Andy Garcia is Cuban, by the way. <laughs> oh Just, uh, um, uh, oh, so God. That's, why have you sullied what is going to be a joyful experience with that racism? We're here to tell the truth. Sure. John Travolta. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the best one, no, I to be too. honest. Yeah. Because he's got that playful childishness, innocence about him when he wants to be. Yeah. He can, I think he's in touch with his inner kid. And you just rework the Saturday Night Fever scene where he's walking down the street again, but yep. sort of like, oh, look, he's doing Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> but it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of like it's meta. Uh, Deborah Winger wanted them to make it a woman. Cool. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. They said no. Of course they did. Uh, faced with a bunch of rejections, Penny Marshall uh, decided to make Josh a real man, not a boy. Right. And what? cast Robert De Niro. What? What? <laughs> what? This no, is true. Seriously, what? This is the true. Uh, this is true. De Niro wanted to make a commercial film at the time. 
Um, he told Penny Marshall to watch all his films and highlight the aspects of different characters that she wanted to see in Josh. She said she wanted the wild man energy from Mean Streets. Um, she thought that would work for Josh. Okay. And um, De Niro <laughs> even worked with Jared Rushton, the, the kid who plays Josh's best friend. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they worked together uh, to, to figure out his performance. Uh, but the studio wouldn't pay De Niro's asking price. That's how close we came to getting De Niro's big. And Jared was just like, oh, I'm too scared. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this needs to stop. <laughs> That's amazing. That's how we ended up with Tom Hanks, was, was De Niro wouldn't, wouldn't uh, lower his Well, that is really something. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Hanks uh, got the role. He wanted to know if they were after Jerry Lewis, Nighy Professor, or Peter Sellers being there. Those were the two performances he thought he was capable of. And uh, she said... Uh, Peter Sellers being there, we want the grounded version of this. Although, you know what? He wasn't he wasn't all that into this film, Tom Hanks, when he was making it. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins said that the pair of them kept looking at each other during the filming going, oh shit, this is going straight to video. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think in part because obviously there were a lot of films that had recently come out with the body swap um, storyline. Some of them were hit, some of them weren't, but they weren't sure they were making a good one. But they were because it was the first film directed by a woman to cross $100 million at the box office. Wow. Sorry, that's just that facts like that just annoy me. <laughs> like, You're not proud. Well, why? She did it. She did it, Vicky. She, she speaks for us all. So, yeah, one woman is the same as all women. So, that's it. Just, it, yeah, fine. Uh, obviously, that's. But it, what, it's about breaking glass ceilings, yeah, Vicky. Do you not like thing. those stats? Like when they go, no, because, Catherine Bigelow was the first woman to win an Oscar no, for Best Director. Good for her, why but, do you hate women? No, because mm. what's baked into that sentence is, can you even believe it? That's the. That's the problem. But it's not can your you, fault. But no, but can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Given that she's a woman helming a movie, it is incredible that she even got anything done. But it's all... I mean, I don't know about then with uh, Penny Marshall, but certainly now it's like everyone thrives on stats. Like when the Oscars happen, it's like, it's like is there something new to talk yeah, about true. based on this archaic ceremony? To get people ceremony? excited. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get that. So let's talk about the movie. Okay. Uh, we start off small. Uh, Josh Baskin standing in the cave of an evil wizard. He's playing a video game. Oh, Alex. my God. So did you have that? I had that game. That actual one. But it had no pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that called? Right. So I, the, there were numerous ones like that, which were type adventures. There was one called Sphinx Adventure on the Acorn Electron. Maybe. Who knows? But it was like that. Mm. You are in a room. What's that? It's so famous. You're in a room. That's there, Nightmare. You're in a... That's a TV show called <laughs> that, Nightmare. Yeah, that's, that was fucking amazing. So I'm watching... I'm sure. that, that, that was the catchphrase. Where am I? You're in a room. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so... No. Inception. You're in a room. <laughs> but maybe that's why I loved Big so much, because there's so much aspiration in it for me about toys and playing and doing whatever. So I was like, Josh Baskin's got my game, but better. Mm. And that will happen a lot, because my game had no pictures. You see, that's but it's on the computer. Because that's what I'm saying about nostalgia. Because the first time round, I was like, well, that's not my game. So I don't, I'm not enjoying that, because yeah. it's not perfectly like my game. And it's like, you don't have pictures for those games. This is movie bullshit. Yes. But now, I'm like, oh. Do you remember that? Those games. Weren't they boring? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so frustrated. But at the time, it, like, it was like, basically, you just had to type in an answer, so it was like, you're in a forest. Yeah, pick up the key. It was always pick up like, the key. I turn right and it goes, a dwarf threw an axe at you. Yeah. You are dead. <laughs> yes, and that was it. That and then you were it. like, oh, next time Forever. I will turn right. And it goes, <laughs> I turn right. And it goes, a dwarf threw an axe at you. It's like, mm. oh, maybe, it's, maybe it's north, south. But there was always open the door. There is no door. Oh, open the window. <laughs> there is no... Oh, I've run out of ideas yeah. now. 
Uh, does your joy at this game get me one step closer to doing Mazes and Monsters starring Tom Hanks? Oh God, we've talked about that. We talked about we? that four years ago. Yeah, why did we stop talking because about that? Because it's a TV movie that no one saw. Ah, oh, Hot from me. A bit uh, like Back to School. <laughs> I'm reading that book you got me. It's very good. Very interesting about the Dungeons and Dragons creators. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I might it after. Um, so uh, he's apprehensive in the game, though. His hesitancy costs him. This is the theme of the film. Is it? Because I don't know what the theme of the film yes. is. Yes. Yeah, no, he grows up. He, he learns to not be hesitant, not, not to be so apprehensive. Well, that's wrecked my change because I did not see what lesson he learned at all. But thank you. Yes. That's good. He plays the game later in the film and he makes the right decisions oh, that I he doesn't see. hear because he's learned. Oh, I see. Oh, that's great. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do at the end uh, of this episode. Is that what that is then? Yes, otherwise, uh, why would you have the video game at the beginning where he fucks up and at the end where he no gets idea. it right? No I just, and he's ready yeah. to go back to childhood home. I thought they, I thought they just, it was just the trigger for him realising actually I want to be a kid again I thought it was as simple as that oh I forgot about this game oh do you that's know that's what? what I thought yeah. Well. Yep. but he makes different decisions sure that so the sense. lesson is don't be hesitant is that the lesson? Grow up. Of course, okay, because well, let, let's think of examples. So sure, yeah, he's hesitant with uh, Cynthia. He's scared know, of everything. And Right, okay. Yeah. Isn't he? he yeah, he, but he's not scared to make a wish on a magic machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. We'll come back to it. How does having sex with an adult woman stop you being hesitant? It would, mate. <laughs> if it had ever I'd happened. be going for everything. <laughs> By the way, this has scarred him for life now. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, I've written down, he has a dad question mark. Don't remember him. <laughs> yeah. There's a dad in this film? Certainly isn't concerned about his missing son at any <laughs> no. point for the rest of the movie. I mean, you remember no. the mum so vividly, even though she's a great actress, Mercedes Rule, she has barely anything to do in this film, but she's so memorable. Yeah. And then there's a dad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, question at this point. When he's talking to Billy, yeah, and they're talking about the teacher, and they're talking about her, her blouse, mm-hmm. and mm. he goes, "You can see all the way down to the flowers." Yeah, is that code for boobs? No, it's the flowers on, on the, the bra. bra. Great, good because I thought I thought oh I missed a trick when I was a kid calling them flowers. <laughs> That's quite sweet, actually. I think yeah. so. Do you know about Rosebud? The from. We're going to talk, we'll talk about that another time, because right. uh, that is getting spoiler territory. Um, uh, also, now I'm thinking... No, I know what I'm... Yeah. I know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're, and you're right, oh and you're going to be very surprised by what I'm going to tell you <laughs> quite soon. Oh. Sorry, I, that's, that's, I feel like I'm setting stuff up. We're not going to pay off for a Imagery. Week. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they're doing kid stuff, playing baseball, buying baseball cards, crushing on the girls at school, doing their dumb rhyme with lots of words I don't understand. <laughs> what was that all about, Alex? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've i never heard that rhyme before. I don't know. We had Triscuits in England. Just stuff, there was no. just lots of stuff going on there. Yeah. But they seem cooler than me. Uh, talking on uh, walkie-talkies. They go to the local fairground. Uh, the girl he likes is taller than him, an even taller dude shows up. Uh, He's not tall enough for the ride. Um, He's not strong enough for the game. He's not big enough for the ride. His height's an issue. His strength's an issue. I feel your pain, Josh. Mm. This was me. (laughs) This definitely was me. He doesn't drive. Darren drives. (laughs) Darren drives. Again, this is—it's not nice nostalgia, but it's nostalgia for how girls your age at comprehensive school were going out with guys who were like ten years older. Like you'd have fifteen-year-old girls going out with twenty-four-year-old guys in their Vauxhall Novas. That's not not nostalgia. That's just a fact. That's just a fact for life. Because there are lads having it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think so? Yeah, of course. If you can't drive, the girls aren't interested in you. No, I know, but it was always so weird when all my friends, as I've said, I was. 
a maybe a late bloomer, so this never happened to me. Rose but all, <laughs> all my friends were like, oh, yes, I'm going out with this 24-year-old and he can drive. And then you're 14, you're like, okay, that's cool. But then you're on the other side, then you're 25. And you're like, if my 25-year-old oh, friend said I'm going out with a schoolgirl... I've said this to you before. That's I, I, not normal, Even when it? I was 16 and they were going out 23-year-olds, I thought, I hope I'm not that 23-year-old. Exactly. That guy seems like that, a, a loser. Yeah. yeah. But you, I don't think so. I saw it as like, oh, my God, that guy's so cool because he's going out with a girl I fancy because he's nah. got a car. But if you do that thing and you reverse yeah. it, you're like, nah, that weird. guy's a very, very strange 24-year-old. He's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Josh clocks the Zoltar machine. He drops a quarter in. He bangs it until it comes to life. And he says, wish I were big. I don't remember Zoltar being as scary as it is. It's so Terrifying. Good. Really but scary. But magical still. Yeah, so good. well lit and, and the, shot. Like That hole and then not being plugged in and the little addition of the wind through his hair as he makes it. It's all very well it's directed. fantastic. And he wakes up and he's big. Big feet, big legs, big head. <clears throat> Quick question. Mm-hmm. Why does he sleep in a bunk bed? Because the bunk bed's there so that he can put Susan on the lower bunk later and make a joke about going on top. That's great. His baby sister is not even one. Has he got, I'm just going to say it, a missing sibling? Has there been a bereavement no. in the... Fa- why is he sleeping in a bunk bed? Because kids love sleeping in bunk beds. Even when there's no one in the other bit? 100%. <laughs> that's not true. 100,000 million percent. Really? Yeah. I liked my bunk bed, but it's because my, my sister yeah, was in it also. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, that's an interesting one, because you can get those beds which just have a top bunk yes. and a little mini desk underneath. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, so people yeah. like, I mean, we like being up high. It's like, it's different. It's different perspective. Oh, yeah, I was oh, always okay. top bunk. Beatrice sleeps in a, a top bunk with, with a desk underneath. Yeah, mm. it's called oh. a top sleeper. Top sleeper. Right. It's fun. It's fun being up high. <laughs> okay. Mom, go back. We think it would be very prudent. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? Yes. Why are you guys so sweaty? All right, we've already figured out how to do this. The beds match up perfectly. And here's the thing. It'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. I used to do a thing where I'd get on the top bunk and then we'd drape a sleeping bag over the side yep. and hold the open end and my brother would get in the sleeping bag and so he'd be on the, sitting on the carpet but in a sleeping bag tunnel that I was holding on the top bunk cool, and I pretended okay. I was a boat <laughs> and he was in a cage shark diving and I was like, don't worry, there's no sharks and then once he was in it, I'd be like, carpet sharks. <laughs> There's carpet shots coming for you. And he used to cry and cry and I'd keep him in there going, they're coming. The carpet sharks are coming. I love it. So, fun bunk beds. Fun. Uh, I'd so, love to still do that. Josh now has... Do you want to come round? <laughs> Josh now has chest hair, a deep voice and a big dick. Yes. Um, or just a dick. We don't know. A like, dick. But he's yeah. very happy... Yes. With it, so. <laughs> he didn't ha- not have a dick. But he's <laughs> like a little baby one. And now it's like, yeah. But it's just sure. it's bigger. Right. Bigger. And that's what, that's what they should have called the film. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. So just bigger. Bigger. <laughs> um, so for Tom Hanks' performance, uh, Penny Marshall videotaped the young actor, David Mosco, plays young Josh, uh, doing all of his scenes. And then Hanks took the tactic further. He, he videotaped Mosco and his friends acting out specific things. I don't think you're allowed to do that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, from it's the from work from the film <laughs> we're doing this from the film it's research I'm, I'm researching a movie yeah. uh, he steals dad's clothes rides a small bike to the fairground but Zoltar's gone um so uh, David Moscow said, my feet, and this is all from a New York Post uh, article about this film. He said, my feet were growing faster than my body, so I had a really strange walk, like a sloppy feet type of walk. And I had Converse, which ran large anyway. So Tom had these shoes made that were insanely huge for his feet, and during shooting ended up walking like I was walking, which is like a duck. 
<laughs> good acting. Yeah. Good acting because he does he does seem to be not quite in control of his of limbs. His body, yeah. Um so mum's scared. You've got a feel for the mum here, haven't you? It's so I'd forgotten about I remember thinking that she's grip great, but she's that scene's fantastic where she's like where she runs at him and is like, Where is my son? Mm. Like but it's just so bananas to me now that you couldn't make it like this now and obviously 13 going on 30 decided to skip all of that and just do the time shift because you can't have your kid go missing and then everyone's like he's just missing like get over it yeah but you said this about mercedes rule i think considering how little time in this movie is devoted to the missing Mm. son element of the narrative she delivers so much that you are yeah. really, really invested in the ending. Yeah. She's terrified um, and you believe her. And Billy's terrified when Josh shows up at his school. But Josh does the song, so it's fine. Oh, I like that. I do too. I thought it was Josh, you look terrible. I know. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He looks great. Uh, they rent a rundown hotel room at the St. James's. <laughs> uh, some good acting here from Hanks. I that, forgot that, about this scene. That, that fear that he feels. Um, he seems really scared. He's, he's he ends up crying on on a bed that's covered in ejaculate. <laughs> and Sorry. I mean, it is, isn't it? Look at that it room, is, yeah. right? Isn't it weird? Because I was like, that sheet is not covering enough of that mattress yeah. as you lie down. Mm, not good, but it did bring back memories immediately of just being away away from home for the first time and being scared or whatever. And his is obviously on another level. But like, oh, it, I felt it made me feel really sad in a way that I didn't even remember that it was in the film. So that's just getting older. Mm. Oh, it's awful. And Petty Marshall said the two words she kept saying to Tom Hanks, her mantra were innocent and shy. This is who this boy is. This is who you've got to be here. You're, not you're a Robert man. Not Robert De Niro. Not <laughs> Robert De Niro. Hey! He's a good actor. Yeah. That's true. Sure. I mean, he's pretty good. You want me to what? <laughs> um, I didn't... There is an extended cut out there which is half an hour longer with all the deleted scenes. I haven't watched them but I know there's, um, there's stuff where, where you learn more about Billy. Uh, Billy's family's a nightmare. And so I think that's why Billy's on his own and with and with Josh a lot. Okay. He's not not got a happy home life. But also, I mean, Billy, we learn that Billy is doing all this to help Josh because he's told his parents he's on the basketball team. Yeah. We just saw Billy play basketball. Yeah, that's why it's funny. He's on the basketball team. It's the most far-fetched aspect of the film, Vicky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Says the sportsman. (laughs) But also, there, there is a child abductor on the loose. Yes, Billy's, Billy's just—he does whatever he wants, Roaming doesn't he? Roaming free in New York, yeah. Um, uh, Josh is upset. I'm going to be 30 years old for the rest of my life. He bemoans. <laughs> I don't. What's that mean? Does well, he's he, gutted. He doesn't want to be 30 years old. For the rest of his life, though, does he think the wish means he's just going to stay 30? Like, he's never going to age from this Maybe day Maybe so, forward. and that's the fucking dream. Right. No, I don't know, does that, it? Which is a great thing. Given the opportunity to not age from 30 onwards, but just to go from 13 to 30, but then be immortal at 30. <laughs> that's a fucking thing. You don't go looking for Zoltar at that point. It's You're a, like, this is great. It's a cracking age to stay at, mm. I think. 30, yeah, 30, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this and you're 30 years old, mm. stop aging. <laughs> 100% stop aging right now. Because it's, it's, a, it's a famous saying. It's, uh, you know, your 30s are like your 20s. Just with a bit more money. That's so true. And it's fucking great. 40, fuck it. It's, uh, it's over. It's over. Game over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. You lose 1% of muscle every year for the rest of your life from 40. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I don't have much to lose. I'm going to be just yeah, a flap like, of skin. Yeah, do you mean like we just waste away? Well, that's why you're, you're sort of jelly when you're 90. Oh, God. <laughs> Yep, it was already. So yeah, you've you lost forty percent when you hit eighty. Okay, that's wow. why. That's why there's not that many jacked eighty-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you see them, they do look fucking hilarious. They look cool. I like <laughs> no, it. Really? Yeah. Wiry. 
Yeah. And Look, yeah. I just, I just feel loose. It's like this really good muscle, but then yeah. it's like the skin no, is still... You can do about I, that. I just watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix, and he is quite funny. He says, I look in the mirror now and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless him. Um, so uh, let's take a break now, actually. We'll come back uh, when Josh has a job. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. So there's a computer gig going at Macmillan Toys. Uh, Josh has a job interview. It's pretty funny. They ask, I did, this is a joke I, I got wrong when I was a kid. He asked, did you pledge? And he says, yes, every morning. I don't know. What I thought means. he was talking about furniture polish, but he's talking about doing the Pledge of Allegiance. But they do do it every morning. I thought, no, he's not talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. He's talking about pledging to a fraternity. Yes, that's what that's what the job interviewer is talking about. Right, but right. he's talking about doing it every morning at school. Right, yes, yes. okay, yeah. I thought sure. he was talking about furniture polish. <laughs> oh, no, they're not, definitely. <laughs> yes, but I was ten. <laughs> right, yes. I didn't know what either of the pledgings were. We, we had Mr Sheen, so I didn't get it at all. <laughs> uh when can you start? He gets the job. Getting jobs is easy uh, in in the world of big. Yeah, and um, you got your interview with the actual boss straight away, who's reading your application in front of you. Bash, bash, bosh, just get on with it. <laughs> uh, so his job is inputting information uh, next to John Lovitz. Oh, <laughs> give him more to do. I, I hope know, this... he doesn't get much to do. <laughs> He's does he? so good. Yeah, what is the arc of his character? Then he just goes to the party, and that's it. Do you not see him? Well, his, his arc is he's like he thinks he can get women and then he can't at the party Great. he talks about the woman who in is, red he's well, yeah he's like she'll she'll you know you she'll, she'll do out she'll wrap her legs around you so tight you'll be begging for mercy because mm. okay. then it's the good josh line where he yeah. goes i'll stay away from her then. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, he delivers it better than that <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> there's a double meet cute here as josh smashes into mcmillan and susan at the same time mm. uh, mcmillan runs the company he's played by robert lozier and um, Susan is played by Elizabeth Perkins and her sort of boyfriend is Paul, played no, by John Hurd. No, no, no. Her fucking boyfriend. Yeah, I think they lived together 100% her boyfriend. Susan's a bit of a dick to Paul. <laughs> I know Paul is awful, but she literally leaves the party in a bit <clears throat> with Josh in front of Paul because he had a drink. <laughs> I but, mean, come on, Susan. But we established that Susan just enjoys... The men at her company. She is a self-serving individual, and I don't know whether the payoff for her arc is sufficient to undo her behaviour earlier. This girl is the nastiest skank bitch I've ever met. How about that? I, I don't disagree. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that scene that I always think of when I'm in New York where he's watching gunshots on the telly, turns the telly off, you can still hear police cars outside. <laughs> it's just the first time I went to New York. It's, it's like, oh, this is real. Mm. It's non-stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, New York. In, well, this is '88, so it was. I think it was starting to get a bit better, but not. Yeah, not quite. Really? I think we're still in. We're yeah. still in the rough stages. Because I remember hearing about New York as a kid. The, the story you just told. People go there. Are, there are certain streets, and when you hear this as a kid, it sounds terrifying. It's like you don't go down certain. Streets. We don't go to Times Square. Mm. It, Times Square is now family fun, yep. and that was the place you didn't go. Yeah. Oh, God, I love those '70s films set in Times Square. <laughs> Absolute filth. What is the film he's watching? Is that Gene Hackman on screen? Yeah, I think it's, it's French, French Connection. Connection. Okay, fine. Yeah. One for, one for us. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just found it really boring. Um, but it's because I was very stunned That's when a, I watched that it. That is 100% of Mark Parsons' VHS. <laughs> yep. yep. And, and, uh, I know that because he was like, do you want to watch The French Connection? I was like, never. No. never. So I've still never seen it. <laughs> Uh, payday, Vicky. Yes. What's he getting paid? Does he get $187? Correct. So this is 19 Do you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've missed it. I'm going to say, where are we now? So how many years? So what's that? Nearly 40 years ago. Sorry. So let's say it's about... Are you, are you guessing? You <laughs> this <laughs> is Inflation Corner. Sorry, I've been off my game a little. Let's just call it $1,000. Okay. Have you, have you, it's a rubbish section. Um, <laughs> I thought it had died. I haven't been doing I, I it. I forgot about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I did that. I've got it written down. It just occurred to me. Because you love it secretly. You're subconsciously. Like, well, no, I'm know. suddenly actually interested because Lovitz is gutted yeah. and Hanks is over the moon. I'm like, well, where does, where oh, does shit. it fit? So, yeah, yeah, we do need to know. All right, it, no, it won't, no, it definitely won't be much. He's a data processor. Yeah. His colleague's pissed off. It's not much money. But okay. obviously, to a kid... It's the world, 187 bucks. 187 bucks for how long, though? That's the key. Exactly. He's only been there two days or something. Well, so. yeah, because he, the six weeks is the, the timeline for the whole thing. You don't get paid in advance. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if it's a weekly wage and you're saying $1,000 now? That's mad money. That's yeah. great money. So John Lovitz is dreaming, mate. <laughs> it's about to get better because uh, Josh visits a toy store, oh, yeah. the Macmillan toy store. He's playing laser tag with a kid. Um... Hanks is fully committing here, isn't it? This yeah. is obviously Tom Hanks has done a bunch of comedies, some sort of splash, nice bachelor party, not so nice. He'd done some okay dramas, but this is the film that really launched him. And I don't know, there's just something about the performance, isn't it? That's what makes this film work. That that lack of self awareness, the curiosity, that the doing and saying whatever he wants because he's a kid. Mm. Not he's not living by society's rules. I just think he nails it. Yeah. Here, here's an interesting theory. Do you think he nails it? Because based on what you're talking about well, with Elizabeth Perkins, if you think this is going straight to video, you somehow lose all the um, uh, the pressure and you can give your best work because he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to have a, have a laugh yeah. and creates this brilliant character because the pressure's completely off it because he thinks it's going straight to yeah, video. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Well, I'm saying I think he's a really good eight-year-old, mm. but I haven't been 12 year old, years old for a while. And I haven't got a 12-year-old. I could only go on my niece, who's five, turning mm. six. Vicky, is, it, is, he, is this a 12-year-old? I mean, he's basing off of the real actor who is I the young Josh. I don't. I think the amount that he loves toys isn't something that I recognise. But I don't have a 13-year-old either. But I have an 8-year-old and yeah. he's, he's kind of growing out of playing with toys. Uh, not true. The Nerf guns oh, I got yeah. for Christmas <laughs> yeah. were met with a rousing approval. Yeah, he plays with weapons still. <laughs> That's yeah. what he's Laser tag, yeah. laser tag. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
But then there's like a big cuddly toy running around pretending he's riding or something. Oh, yeah. He? Yeah, that's a bit weird. Not so much. No. Uh, Have you ever been to this real toy? The, you know, the, obviously the toy store is... FAO Schwartz. Mm. I thought one of you had done the thing, the jumping on the keyboard. I've, I would go there every time I went to New York on my own, a bit creepy, Yeah, but it was just part of my New York mm. journey would always be pop into FAO Schwartz. Right. I... Walked past it numerous times, and it looked like a staple of New York. And I was like, "Oh, that's ah, oh, the piano!" And it was there. The piano was there, yeah. and it was like, "Oh my god!" Cure people to to play it exactly. Yeah. And they were never as good as these two. And uh, <laughs> and you sort of were like, "Oh, I'm going to go at some point." And then by the time I sort of thought, oh, "I'll go this time," after about three or four trips to New York, I'll go. Fucking Apple Store. It's gone. It's, yeah. Are you joking? No, it's gone. It's an Apple Store now, or it was when I was there. Oh, that's, that's sad. I think it's moved. I think it might have reopened. Okay. I should have checked that. But um, uh, he bumps into Mr. McMillan, who comes there every Saturday. Is that okay, this old man walking around no. watching children? Okay. Nope. <laughs> uh, of course it is. He's got an R&D team. He doesn't need to go and see he's it live. A, he's a hands-on CEO. <laughs> yeah, he's got, no, not on the kids, not on the kids. He's, no. Sorry, went wrong, wrong term. No, he's trying to keep in touch. Yeah. Literally. I think he's so good in this scene. Yeah. I think yeah. Robert Loggia is so warm and so mm. just, I mean, we're coming to the iconic piano scene, but even the bit where he sort of sees Josh on the floor messing about and just their interaction. You're like, this is a guy who just like exudes warmth. I just think he's so good in a small role. What, in this. What's a marketing report? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the piano. So in 1982... Uh, F.A.O. Schwartz introduced the oversized synthesizer to the store. Um, and then they weren't getting enough footfall into the shop. And so the marketing team wrote letters to all the major film and television networks offering up the store to be used as a filming location. And then uh, the message came back. They want to make a movie about a boy in an adult's body that works in the toy business. The marketing team uh, had a discussion. This is destined to fail. Maybe 10,000 people will see it. Let's do it. There's no downside. Best advert ever. Yep. Again, we don't do this often. Shout out to marketing. They need it. Sometimes they need it. It's, in, it's, it's genius because yeah. literally the whole world watched this advert. Yeah. Maybe not literally, but a lot a of lot, the world. Yeah, a lot, a lot, so a lot of yeah. the world. A lot of the people, a lot of the people watch this advert. And would it have been better if it had been De Niro? <laughs> Doing that, Chop- do De Niro doing chopsticks. I'm knocking De Niro a bit too much here. There's no reason why piano. he couldn't have done this. Yeah, it I- might not have made as much money. <laughs> you want me to do what? Uh, so Hanks and Lozier made two cardboard pianos and practiced on them at home. Uh, it was exhausting. Uh, Tom Hanks told Playboy a year after the film came out. We rehearsed until we dropped. Robert plays three sets of tennis every day. He was in shape for it. It was like jumping rope for three and a half hours every time we did the scene. It was really hard work. Mm. It's really well done, though, because there are so few cutaways to just feet. Yeah. It's like you do see them do so much of it in a wide shot. Yeah, yeah and they did They did actually bring in dancers to do it, and the actors were like, no, we ha- we've worked so hard. <laughs> yeah, we want to. Uh, and it fits thematically. I mean, the piano... It's larger than it should be. Oh, hello. Jesus Christ. He's found all the themes. It's big, it's big though, isn't it? It is a big piece. Yeah, it's it's big. bigger. Yeah. But, also, <laughs> but also, it does the thing that this film is trying to do. It, it renders their age difference obsolete. Yes. In a nice way. Less nice later when people are having sex. But here it's sweet that that man becomes young. Yes. And yeah, it's just, they sort of meet in the middle. So yeah, they do heart and soul. The crowd forms watching them and then they play chopsticks. And... 
I don't know. I got emotional watching this time. It's what you're saying, Alex. It's it's that it's that. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely to regain that innocence and that youthfulness mm-hmm. and that playfulness? And it's like, oh, we, but we've lost it. Once you lost it, it's hard to bring it back. I don't know. You see, like I certainly think there are some questions that Susan asks of Josh, and I'm like. That's how I react now. Like when he's he's like, what? Why are you, why are you asking me how I feel about you? Oh, no, man. Uh, so because he's good at playing a foot piano, he gets the job of VP in charge of product development. Makes perfect sense. Gets Bob's old office. <laughs> Gets paid for testing toys. Oh, yeah. For this. Suckers. Not impressed with the Transformers knockoffs, is he? No, God, that meeting is so good. I, I just like the way it's, I don't get it. And you're like, yeah, that is a shit toy. Yes, yeah, it is a shit toy. What does he want, Alex? He wants basically Dinobots. He yes. wants, uh, he wants, uh, yeah. did they do a deal with Transformers? Because at one point, I'm sure one of them goes, prehistoric Transformers. And I checked and Dinobots came out in 1984. Five, so they were on the shelves at this point. Okay, yeah. Someone says someone suggests Transformers for girls. <laughs> no, just Transformers. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, he wants a robot that turns into a giant uh, prehistoric insect. Mm. And you are, I believe, Alex, thinking of the Insecticons. Oh, uh, the Insecticons were introduced in 1985. There was Bombshell, who was a weevil, Kickback, who was a grasshopper, and Shrapnel, who was a beetle. So, effectively, Josh Baskin is inventing a toy that's been out for three years. <laughs> yes, fine. <laughs> As Paul says. So what we're saying is, what we're saying is, Mr. McMillan, he might be losing his touch. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might be getting a, on a bit, and he's like, oh, "This is a great this idea." Is they're like, they're, they're on the shelves now. He's my VP. There are copyright issues we need to be aware you of. Promoted him, and promoted him to this VP position, and he's inventing toys that already exist. Are you okay? As Paul says, he doesn't just come into a meeting and say bugs <laughs> oh yes he does uh, Paul's getting increasingly angry Susan's warming to him yeah because he's successful now we see his apartment talk me through the apartment what have we got uh, inflatable T-Rex bunk bed that's all trampoline uh, okay Pepsi, pinball. pinball Pepsi cola machine that you don't need quarters you have to pay for anything in yeah. there <laughs> basketball hoop yeah <laughs> Uh, no, cur- no curtains. That's true. There's nothing to hide, though, yeah. I guess. It is, until he does. Is it arguably still one of the coolest apartments yeah. in the history? Because, mm-hmm. jumping ahead slightly, but when Susan goes back to it, if you went back to a date's apartment and they had all of that, mm. I mean, granted, some booze would be good, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, free Pepsi. Pim- I love a pinball machine. I do too. Just stand yeah, in there. Too. It'd be great. Yeah. I love pinball. Because the, the, they do the play on later where she, he goes around to hers and they just sit there and they just sit there. They don't know and what it's to like, do. Have you yeah. never been in that position where you go to someone's house? It's like, and you're like, they, yeah. they, don't, they don't go, do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to do this? Do you want to join a drink? It's like, you just sort of sit there and you're like, fuck this. <laughs> I am not in. What is supposed to happen now? <laughs> Well, a cocktail party happens next. Uh, Josh is in a beautiful tuxedo with tails. Quite dumb and dumber. I feel like yeah. they saw this and thought we can go one better. Um, he's struggling with the cocktail food. Uh, the word is that Hank's improvised a lot of this. I can believe that. Munching on the tiny corner cob, that's adorable. That's that so adorable. The beluga. I know it's a classic and he's very good, but I always found this scene really disgusting. Spitting out the caviar. Yeah, I find it hard to watch it. Yeah. There's a lot of spitting out happens in this scene. <laughs> Has anyone actually tried beluga caviar? I've had. It's all. Is it all? No, I had sturgeon caviar, so okay. it's not as fancy. Right. 
Fine. Never, never trying it. I was led to believe it's horrible. It's fine. Okay. It's just it's gritty fine. fish bits. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, now it sounds horrible. But they pop, so that's quite pleasing. Oh, that sounds that's fine. quite pleasing. Like uh, that rock candy that goes fizzes in your mouth. Uh, no. no. <laughs> oh, but you made it sound like that, so that's No, I was quite clear. Bubbly fish bits. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> not, fizzy can- not fizzing candy, no. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. misunderstood you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you said it the second time, bubbly fish bits. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So he... Pre- he spits out food. Susan likes it. Uh, they get a limo. <laughs> it's, it's such a quick where she's like, should we get out of here? It's like, yeah. okay. They get in a limo. He pretends there's an ejector seat. Uh, they have a sleepover. She walks into a, a child's bedroom. <laughs> he gets her a Pepsi. Is all this a turn on, Vicky? <laughs> I think the trampoline... Is that a trampoline? ...is super cute. Like It is fun going on trampoline and it does reduce you to a childlike state. Do you not think... Uh, first of all, the bit in the car is where I think he crosses the line from acting like a child into this man's not well yeah. even a child doesn't just flick stuff on and off like <laughs> look at the lights going on and off look at this like wh- who are you what child are you yeah. uh, trampoline does no one else now look look at that scene and they must have done it for real and go that's a fucking death trap yeah. those windows right by a window <laughs> it's in i just look at it now and go that's that's awful also standing up in a sunroof, in a car you're that's moving. You're not allowed moving. to do that now, you? Well, you're not allowed to do it. Did you ever see... It's the, it's the only scene I've ever seen from Six Feet Under where a woman did that at the start. I don't know what the plot of Six Feet Under was. I guess someone died at the start of every episode because yeah. I put it on. I was like, I'm going to watch this. A woman stands up out of that to celebrate her divorce and gets beheaded. Oh, my God. And I was like... <laughs> Now I can't watch that scene with any joy. <laughs> but it's a lovely bit of acting from Elizabeth Perkins here, and it's a beautiful scene, because as you say, this very uptight woman yes. suddenly turns into a laid-back, fun-loving child again, yeah. just after a few seconds on the trampoline. Yeah. It does a lot. It does. Yeah. Um, he comes out in his PJs and heads up top, which really confuses <laughs> her, and gives her a glow-in-the-dark compass oh. ring, so he won't get lost. This is cute. Does it make your heart melt? <laughs> It yeah. makes her heart melt. It's the bottom of the scene where she smiles thinking about him and it. And, but but then she's like, thinking sex thoughts and that's wrong, all wrong. You think, well, this I've made a nice friend tonight who needs a little bit of extra support and that's fantastic, but I cannot bang him. No. But but Paul, I mean, Paul can't doesn't see it, can't get it. What's so special about Baskin? He's a grown-up. Yeah, funny. Uh, the Italian scene you mentioned. And then, yeah, we're into the, we're into the, the dark stuff. So um, he, he <laughs> takes her on a roller coaster. Good. Uh, do you know what that roller coaster is? We've done it before. No. We've done a film with a scene on that roller coaster. Oh, 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 oh. is yeah. it uh, The Lost Boys? No. Oh, shit. Darker. Darker, darker, darker. Uh, a, Clue. A woman takes a child on the roller coaster. Oh, the good child. No, oh. but nearly. Oh, fatal attraction. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Playland roller coaster. Uh, and yeah, that is the fatal attraction roller coaster. Want to go again? Uh, they have a dance on the boardwalk. Um, he misses. He, he walks past Zoltan and doesn't does, see it yeah. because guess what? He isn't looking for it anymore. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a child again. No. He's happy because yeah. he's got a semi. Um, <laughs> what were you like when you were younger? I wasn't that much different. <laughs> they kiss and then he touches her tits. <laughs> I find it so awkward. Yeah. It's so awkward because there's a lot of face acting going on, which is a child showing wonder at boobs and what he's allowed to do. And she's just sort of standing there, like, receiving that look. It makes me want to pull my eyes out. I can't bear it. What's clever, though, is the fact that, like, he he puts the light back on because he's a kid who wants to see yeah. a boob. 100%. And, and, like, but she goes, 
all right, kinky kind of guy. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh, okay, it's just like, it's the complete polar opposite of what she thinks. Yes. He's going... Oh, I see, like, yeah. She's thinking, like, oh, wow, this is a side of Josh I haven't seen. Yeah, this is a confident, yeah. a sexually confident person yeah, yeah, that wants yeah, to yeah, see yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh God! (laughs) From the New York Post, uh, at one point, David Moscow ran lines with a casting director in Marshall's office for the scene where adult Josh, in way of his head during a romantic scene with Elizabeth Perkins, touches her breast. This was one of the most embarrassing moments of my childhood, says Moscow, who (laughs) clarifies that Perkins was not there at the time. I remember sitting on the floor in Penny's office having to do that scene, and I was bright red the whole time. Oh, that's what? not good. Who's he, who's he doing it? Is he doing it with someone? What is going on? Show me on the doll where they touched you. You'd want a third person there. If yeah, it's he's his mum, basically. Yeah. Oh, no, they said, it, they said it was three people in there. <clears throat> but maybe mum needs to be there, too. <laughs> um, so was in, it was De Niro. One needed to do what? Are you, are you, He's the intimacy <laughs> coach. Are you, are you talking to me? Um, so uh, Josh is high fiving people in the office the so next morning. We're so happy that this I'm little boy's had question. sex. Has he done it though, yep. or are we yes. projecting because we're grown up? No, I think we are. So a thirteen-year-old has been able to do that. Yeah. And he's pubic. He's and he, fully pubic. Yeah, okay. It's and he the, feels amazing about it. It's the yeah, you do, you do. Like, he has okay. become a man. Right, because at 13. I, I want a coffee. That's the joke. That means mm. I've had sex. Yeah, I'm a man. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all there. It's so young, though. Like, if he was 16, it'd be like, okay, we're fine. But it, he, is a, he is an actual child, and you don't think, you know, it shouldn't <laughs> feel like that. I don't know. But he is a child, because if you can cling on to the happiness of having sex through the night and into the following morning... That's only something that comes as a child. <laughs> as an adult, it don't last that long. It's like, I had sex. Oh, my God, endorphins. I'm oh, not. No. The following morning, life is fucking hard again. This is, what, this is what Elizabeth Perkins said. To put these people in bed and actually have them have sex, where do you draw the line? She can't have sex with a 13-year-old, and yet the next morning when you see him again, you get the impression from his happy expression that they slept together yeah. or that he's been sexually fulfilled somehow. Yes. But that's very, very fine line of the audience uh, always knowing that he's a 13-year-old, but other characters do not. Not, not answering the question, really. No. It's not a fine line, either. <laughs> like, it's like a big red line. Is she trying to put it on us? It feels like she's trying to put it on us. She's like, you sick hoes. Yeah, it's all on you. Fuck it. Do you know who they are? They're the dirty members of the audience. The people we don't want to watch big. Um, Josh invents the iPad. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> does no one think this is a great idea? I don't know why they didn't do this. It's like the fighting fantasy books. Yeah, I just don't book. think yeah. you could make it at that price point at that moment in well, time. Well, they like, well, retail, cost price $7, retail yeah. 18 $18 for an iPad. I don't, are you I don't sure? think the chips, I don't think the chips were there. Right. Uh, but um, Billy locates Zoltar, but Josh sends him away. He wants nothing of it. He's... um. He's a man now. But um, he starts playing a video game, doesn't he, Alex? And he's he no longer hesitating. He's a man now. It's, it's a theme. It's a theme of the movie. <laughs> he, uh, he heads home in his suit. He sees his graduating class. Um, he, as I said earlier, shouldn't be staring at kids like this, especially <laughs> not when he looks like the kidnapper. Uh, it's quite funny when he tries to tell Susan, I want to go home. I miss my family. And I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. And she thinks he's married. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm a child. I'm not ready for all this life. I'm 30 years old. Who isn't? Yeah, that's, that's the great bit where she thinks he's trying to say, I just feel I'm too young to say. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah, it's great. But then suddenly, uh, th- th- there's deleted scenes where there's more evidence that that puts Susan onto what's really happening. She goes through his wallet and 
sees him interaction with Billy, but but we don't get to see that. But she just finally gets it. Susan yeah. gets it uh, in the meeting, and uh, he runs out. Rosh is uh, Josh is done. He wants to be small, so he runs across the boardwalk. He finds the Zoltar machine, and she's panicking, looking for him. We've got our almost our romantic comedy Which chase. Is so weird. It's weird. Under the circumstances. It's very weird. Um, he wishes he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, if you put it down, normally it's a chase to a wedding, chase to an airport, chase to a haunted fairground machine. <laughs> sort of an odd one. It is odd. When, the, when it's a child. Uh, an beat... adult woman chase, chasing a child to a fairground. Yeah. And the beat of those scenes is always, I can. Com- if I just say the right words, I could convince you to stay. So she knows he's a child and she's basically saying, don't leave me. Mm. I, we've got something and, and then he's like no I'm a child yeah he, he tells her that the only reason for him to stay would be her yep and then she asks how old he is what are you 15 16 he says 13 and the subtitles say she groans mm. yeah. and it, it does because it 15 would have been fine yeah. she, he says I'm 13 and it says Susan groans and then says that explains it not in court <laughs> Not in court, Susan. I'd love... I'd, She's so, so calm. You're on She's too calm. There was yeah. a haunted fairground machine. And so, uh, what? What? I'm done. Okay. Um, yeah, he says maybe you could come with me, but she's not interested in that. She drives him home and she says in 10 years, who knows, maybe you should hold on to my number. Susan, you've got to stop now. <laughs> you've just broken a very serious law. <laughs> Don't set shit up. It's uh, great. They, they say a, they, hold on to my number. They say a sad farewell in the car outside the house. She kisses him on the head and strokes his ear. Uh, Penny Marshall says the writers did write at the end that when she drives him home she kisses him on the lips. Uh, She knows he's 13 by then. I said no, no, no. No! You can't do that. (laughs) She must kiss him on the forehead. You know what, Penny? Maybe she doesn't have to kiss him at all. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't. But it's a firm handshake now. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. What's worse is the next bit as he's walking away. away. He he looks back and waves. No, that's the bit that's wrong. It's fine to see him walking away as an adult and then suddenly she looks back and he's a child, but he doesn't need to turn around. She needs to see the magic happen so she knows she's not insane and this was real and she saw something magic happen, but she doesn't need him to turn back around and go, this is the kid you fucked, <laughs> which is what he does. Now he, he gives her that smile. <laughs> literally, I am literally. <laughs> Told you. Oh, don't you feel weird? <laughs> And just to add insult to injuries, he runs off, his shoes fall off. <laughs> just to just to hammer home that I am tiny. Uh, Mum, it's me, we hear him say, and we hear her become hysterical. And he says, oh, Ma, I missed you all so much. And I got quite mo- emotional watching it this time. Yeah. And then, yeah, it ends with the two lads walking up the street, being two little boys again as the credits roll, which is lovely. Although I do think maybe they should be walking him to therapy right now <laughs> for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. going to be expectations this boy has that will not be fulfilled. There are so many conversations I, I that he needs to flowers. have. <laughs> um, so just some other stuff. Uh, Techno Future, who supplied FAO Schwartz with that seven-foot piano, sold it for um, six grand uh, around the time and then made 2,000 more of them for the Neiman Marcus catalogue because suddenly everyone wanted one of these in their house. I did, definitely. It's so much space for property in America. <laughs> they do have a Can, lot of space. Ever, like, honest, not New put York. Put that next to my say, four cars. But Jesus Christ, where are you going to put that? <laughs> it's not like you can... <laughs> They've all got a den, haven't they? Put it in yeah, the den. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then 20 years. <laughs> Pissed on one of those. <laughs> 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 
Uh, 20 years after Big came out, Olaf Stanton trademarked the name Zoltar and Zoltar Speaks and started making those fortune-telling machines that you now see quite a lot of places. Yeah. I've seen Zoltar all over the place. Yeah. Um, it makes up a third of all his business now, although he consciously builds his Zoltar machines to be different from the film. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Olaf. Uh, and that is big. Mm. Uh, so let's do the questions. Uh, Alex, favourite scene? Uh, so you just touched on it. And honestly, it's a weird one considering what an iconic scene the piano is but it is the moment it's the wide shot you don't even see anyone it's the exterior of the family home Josh has just walked in and this is what we were saying about Mercedes Rule like the fact that she's been in it so minimally her hysterics at her son's return that's the bit that's the only bit that gut punched me I was like oh my god that's amazing that I got so emotional over that bit so it's his return home at the end Vicky. Top six at F.A.L. Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. Heart and soul at F.A.L. Schwartz. Yeah. The innocence of childhood. But also just when you're the, young and you're watching it, you, because, you know, you're just like, I want that toy. Like, that's okay. what I thought. I was just marvelling at the lack of self-awareness. Yeah. The beauty in that open-minded innocence. The joy in the simple things, but you just wanted a piano. I did, yeah. <laughs> Most valuable whatever, Vicky. Tom Hanks. That's it. There's no more that needs to be said. It's magical. Not Robert De Niro. <laughs> not not Robert De Niro. Okay. <laughs> Better. <laughs> sure. uh, Alex. Uh, so based on what I just said about Mercedes Rule, I, I want to give it to her, but specials mention because I think she's great with so little to do. But I mentioned it earlier. It's uh, it's, it's Robert Lozier. Uh, I just think he's so good as Mr. McMillan. I just think yeah. he, he is fantastic in this film. Uh, mine is Josh's Apartment. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, do you, do you know what it you're is, right? You're it, right. Is, it is still the still the coolest movie apartment. Full stop. Yeah, mm. it's weird. Stuff. It's weird that you know a 13 year old kid designs what I still consider the coolest apartment in the world. Sure, mm. <laughs> Alex. Yep. Change. Uh, okay, uh, two actually, uh, but both minor <laughs> considering this fucking movie. Um, first one because we're all accepting that there's a lot of weirdness in this movie there's no point trying to change that that is big it's in the it's in the essence of the film uh, when Josh and Susan go on the fun fair on that roller coaster the second time round absolutely have a repeat of a guy standing there showing the sign where you need to be this big and even though he just waves mm. Josh on Josh goes over and just proves it because yeah. it's literally the opposite of what we had earlier Lovely. so I think that's great but and this is I really love this change it's one of my favorite changes I've ever done it is the 80s. At the end of the movie, after we've seen Josh and Billy walking down the streets, so the credits have started, and this is such a little throwaway moment. Josh is watching TV. An ad comes on for his electronic comic book, and he looks and he's amazed, and he's like, oh, I designed that, and I'm not there anymore. Simultaneously, Mrs. Baskin calls him through to the other room. She's opening post. There's a check for a million dollars, <laughs> which he's owed by Macmillan for creating that toy. And, it's, and she just goes, where were you again? Boom, you're out. You're out. <laughs> and you've got a million pounds. It's like, he needs to be paid for that toy. Okay. No, but yes, Josh is missing. Like Josh is missing, isn't he? 
Yeah, but she's like, what, what, actually, what actually happened? Grown, okay, love it. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Vicky. So I was really on this track of, like, he doesn't learn a lesson, but you you have shown me that his lesson is not to be hesitant, and I don't see I mean, him growing whatever. up. So the trouble, and I always thought this <laughs> when I was little, when he goes to the Zoltar machine the second time, there's no jeopardy. It's just you get the coin in or you don't get the coin in. Presumably, if you don't get the coin in, don't get your wish. I imagine that's how the machine works. So is there a way of having, there's a thing that he's learned along the way that makes him get the coin in for sure like when he's doing it you just know he's going to do it and given that the beat of the love story is a little bit ick at that point I just needed to have been just a thing I'm always like that he picks up a skill along the way yeah. and he uses the skill to put it right that's it like it thanks well, yeah it's very similar yeah, no, to yours it is, yeah. um, so I wrote <laughs> this and then I heard somewhere that it, this was maybe a rumour to be on a cut of this film that played in the Far East or something. So I think that means it's not true. Right. But this is a good ending. Them having sex. <laughs> um, no, Josh is back in school and uh, a new girl joins class, a 12-year-old girl, and she's introduced everyone as Susan. Yeah. And she walks past him and she's got the Zoltar card. Susan's become oh small. My oh, she followed God. him back. That's fucking That's so creepy. awful. <laughs> <laughs> she's st- pr- stalking him. Yeah, uh, he can't get peace ever. She's like, she you're loves mine. Him. You're she mine. loves him. <laughs> Little Susan walks in. Oh Hi, Josh. I found you. He's like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> you know what I said earlier about I never want to go back there? I've sort of done that. You all have to do it once. I changed my mind because I'm, I'm nuts. Yeah. That's really what it is. That's the creepiest <laughs> ending in the world. But, uh, for a less creepy ending, I think, I think Billy should go to the... We should see Billy at the Zoltar machine at the end right. to set up the sequel. Okay. This is a fucking magic machine. It'll do whatever you want. <laughs> That's like, so true. Come on, Billy. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. I think that's the big takeaway. Billy's an idiot. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Uh, no quiz this week. Uh, but what I have got is what I asked our listeners on Twitter to respond to, which is what would you go back and tell your teenage self? Uh, so, do you want some? Let's do some. Lara Jackson says, my advice would be, if you get 11% in your first Latin exam, don't sweat it. <laughs> oh my God, you did Latin too? Yeah. That's so weird. That yeah, I think Lara messaged I need to respond. I think Lara messaged us the actual... It's the, well, we obviously work from the same Kykelius book. Kykelius <laughs> Estinatrium. Sure. He's in the hall. Starting to be... Quite thankful I wasn't here last week. <laughs> you, had a, you had a bit of a Latin chat. We did have a bit of a Latin <laughs> chat. Uh, Russell's advice is smoke less weed. Uh, Heather Wallace is is short hair doesn't suit you and stick with portraiture (gasps) oh I had short hair when I was yeah so if I could tell me so I found a picture of 13 year old me which I was going to bring and then I forgot and then I cut my hair after that because I was like I'm a modern woman or something. <laughs> so my last two years at school, I just look like a little boy and it's not, and it, I don't have the bone structure for it and I never did even when I was 13, 14. What so that's... Co- is it just your regular colour or is it dyed? Was this right girl, Vicky Faye? So it started off as my regular colour, which is this blondish mm. colour. And then I was like, well, I've got very little of the hair. I can do whatever I like with it. Mm-hmm. So it went many colours. But as I've told you several times, couldn't really afford the upkeep Salon hair dye was a little bit out of, well, well out of my price range. So for a long time, it would always look like my hair was sorry, was floating because when it grows back, it's blonde roots. So from a distance, I it looked like yeah. I had floating it, hair. Like you had a, a sort of multicoloured <laughs> <Okay>. cloud hovering <laughs> and, an inch and above your head. We will be posting a photo of this, so <laughs> yeah. keep close to the oh, Twitter. Yeah, uh, Darius says, just because you can afford to eat out most days doesn't mean you should. I'm not sure about that one. If you can afford to eat out most days, 
go for go it. Go for it. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, Anna Morris uh, says the one that I fully believe. Uh, piece of advice to stop worrying about what others think about you. Nobody's paying that much attention to you. Yes. That is very important advice yeah. that teenagers need to hear. You probably wouldn't believe it, but guess what? It's true. And you have to go through it. This is the thing. Uh, Gemma Page says, uh, spend your compensation money from having a wall fall on you at four years old on driving lessons, not getting pissed. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's also mine. That's good. Um, That's good. So, have you got any? What would you guys tell um, teenage Alex and Vicky? Hey, did you just hear that? Well, obviously. I mean, I do have one, but that was the klaxon for same story alert. Okay, fine, Vicky. What about you? What's yours? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what mine is. Mine would be to tell. 11-year-old me not to join a 2,000-pupil comprehensive school and be the only kid to carry a briefcase. Ah. Uh, obviously, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but also, you, you, weren't, you weren't allowed to choose your school, were you? Like, you just got sent where you were... Oh, sorry, you mean about the... Sorry, it's not the school, it's the, it's the accessory. That's oh. the issue, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I found a new way to talk <laughs> yeah, about that story. You've, you, you've never understood the story. I've never, <laughs> I've never understood it's got, the story. It's got themes and everything. Please, when I die, just to... Just to really thread the needle with this, this story has followed me, it feels like, for my whole life. Yeah, yeah. I look at pictures of me younger and I think, one day, Vicky, you're going to hear that briefcase story. <laughs> that could and be your you... advice, your teenage self. <laughs> yeah, when you see Alex in that corridor, you just need to do a hard left right there and just don't hear that briefcase sure. story. No, I mean, nothing serious. Like, um, save all your clothes from Tammy Girl. You can flog them on Vinted right now for a fortune. Um... Oh, that's it. Uh, okay. Just, yeah. That's very specific. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Make a, a few extra pounds. <laughs> that's, that's all your life's missing. What happened what? to Tammy Girl? It closed down. Oh. Um, Are they worth a lot now? Well, yeah, because it's like Y2K is back in, isn't it? So you can sell we your, don't know. your old crop as, as we'll find out when we're talking about the magazines <laughs> yeah, on Thursday's episode. What's yours? I, it was Anna Morris's. I mean, obviously, obviously stop, stop drinking on your 18th birthday because this night will not end well yeah. and you'll wake up without teeth. Uh, and also, guess what? You don't want to write about movies. You want to write movies, but you're going to think you want to write about movies for quite a while. So get on that train as fast as you can because you're really trying to make up for lost time here and it's not working. Yeah, I think I would tell myself to when I first had driving lessons just to really focus and pass and not crash into a bus and get arrested instead. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Good. Just learning to drive when you're 30 is hard. Oh, I've always misunderstood that story as well. I thought you were driving the bus. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> All right, then, that is it for this episode. Uh, who has the clue for next week? Have you got one? No. No. You know, and so we, we, we didn't go and do the ones we settled on? I think okay. so, yeah. I, I, I haven't got a very good Sorry, one. Sorry, we should have... I know, I know, but Sorry. we had other things to talk about, yeah. didn't we? Um, I've written down Mogul Melee. Okay. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. Mogul Melee. Well, it's better than nothing. I like it. Okay. So, okay, Mogul Melee is the clue for next week's movies. But before then, we'll be back on Thursday as V takes us through 13 going on 30 and we'll be announcing which film is the winner. Until then, please subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we are at ClashPod. Until Thursday, have a great week. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.